You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN Radio. Well, for the Giants, too, by the way. Yeah, everybody involved won with that deal, right? Yep. Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Speaking of which, the team that you used to play for, the Cowboys last night, their offense. How about this for balance? 31 rush attempts, 30 pass attempts. Now, that's not surprising when you have Cooper Rush, who's out there, and frankly, I mean, throwing the ball 30 times is maybe a little bit more than I would have expected, Mm. but the Cowboys' run game was actually effective. What a nice little change of pace that was. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're talking about them having no sacks, no turnovers, and the average average yards per play was at 6.4. For context, lead average is about 5.5, so... The offense was very efficient, and Carlin, I think Jason Peters might be the eighth wonder of the world because the guy is 40 <laughs> years old, and as soon as they inserted him at the left guard is when you saw Tony Pollard pop that big run. I mean, it's amazing what that offensive line has been able to do in terms of being able to stabilize and after reshuffling so many pieces based on some of the losses and the injuries that they've had throughout the preseason. So I think the Cowboys are starting to find an identity uh, on the offensive side of the ball, who they need to be in order to have some success. I thought Kellen Moore called a hell of a game plan, and that game plan included using multiple tight ends more often than we saw them in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're talking about them having multiple tight ends on the field 44.3% of the time. Carlin, in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had multiple tight ends on the field 18.8% wow. of the time. So almost three times as much having multiple tight ends on the field. And what that does is that forces the defense to drop an extra defender down in the box, creating very simple reads for Cooper Rush. He's got a single high safety. They ran two-man routes with the check down late in the down. And Cooper Rush was able to take full advantage of it, being able to isolate Noah Brown, being able to isolate CeeDee Lamb, every now and again being able to hit one of those tight ends. I just think that's the formula for success for the Dallas Cowboys because you have the threat of the run game, which they were able to get a lot of mileage on to the tune of 30 for 176, but then you also have the opportunity to take advantage of play action. The play action passing game is more viable when you have the threat of the run, and when you have those big bodies on the field, that's the mentality of the defense. They're gearing up to stop the run, That allows Cooper Rush to take advantage of opportunities over the top. Okay, but does this now show us that they figured something out without Dak about their offense? Does this now show us, well, hey, maybe when Dak's back, we need to attack this a little bit differently because we are better served playing our offense this way as opposed to asking the $40 million man to be Superman every week. Well, the reason why you paid Dak $40 million is because you've seen him have so much success playing one way, right? Mm-hmm. Their offense is predicated on having three wide receivers on the field at all times. Yeah, but we, they're, but we call, hold on, let me say it. We call it 11 personnel. That's three wide receivers, mm-hmm. one tight end, one running back, and Dak was very proficient at that the last couple of years. Hell, last year they had the number one offense in the National Football League. Now, since then, you're talking about them losing significant pieces on the offensive line and trading away Amari Cooper, not to mention the Michael Gallup injury. So they went into this season thinking they could run it back with what they did last year with lesser personnel. I think they got a harsh dose of reality going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, which is one of the best in the league, and now they've recalibrated 
what they're going to do based on what they learned about themselves in that game. And I think the offense that we've seen over the last two weeks is more of who the Dallas Cowboys are going to be moving forward. Every team has these preconceived notions. Even when Dak's back. Even when Dak's back. Every team coming into this season has a preconceived notion of what they are going to be until they start playing games. Then they realize some of the things that they thought they could do well, they can't. But they are get surprised by some of the things that they thought they would struggle with. They end up being very proficient at. And I think that's the feeling out period that Kellen Moore and his offense has been going through the last several weeks. And now through the first month of the season, I think they've settled on what can work for them. Changing it up in your lineup, having Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in at the same time. I thought that was a brilliant call by Kellen Moore in short yardage. Everybody's gearing up to stop Tony Pollard in the perimeter run, and you hand it off to Ezekiel Elliott on a belly play to convert for the first down. Those types of things matter, but I think they also give you a glimpse of what they could be when Kellen Moore is being creative, but then also playing to the strengths of the personnel he has available to him. Okay, but that's what bothers me here moving forward. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line because we want to know your take on the Cowboys, did they figure something out here with Cooper Rush as opposed to Dak? And should there truly be more of a larger discussion about how they are better served if they keep winning with Cooper Rush? My point here is this. When Dak comes back, is he going to be able to win that way, or is it completely about all the other personnel that they have? Well, if Cooper Rush can do it, Dak Prescott can do it. I don't think from an athleticism standpoint or an arm talent standpoint, there's anything that Cooper Rush can do that Dak can't. Okay, but as we were talking about before, you made it clear it had a lot more to do with having Amari Cooper and having Michael Gallup and those guys, right? So, but that never served them well enough to get them to where they needed to go. Is this going to serve them well enough to get them to where they need to go? Because frankly, it looks pretty good, but I don't know. Is Tony Pollard really that guy that I can have on the field all the time when he is not good at pass protection? Is Zeke going to be really going to be able to be that guy looking like last night? Because last night was the first time that I, I looked at Zeke and said, oh, there's the burst. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, after after you saw it from Saquon, you saw it from Zeke on that exactly. following drive. Exactly. Yeah, so there was a little bit of that. And that's a legitimate question. I would answer that question by saying this. I think this is who they have to be in order to complement their strength, which is the defensive side of right. the ball. So, so, I'm so to me, to me, it's more about the evolution of the Cowboys' right. defense than it is about the offense. Because the run game is going to complement the defense much better. Hell yeah. yeah. You're going to talk about those guys being able to be on the sideline a lot longer. When you can control time of possession, Carlin, and your offense is on the field for three more minutes than the opposing team's offense— that's a win in terms of making sure your guys got juice to be able to stop the run, create negative plays, and then rush the quarterback on long downs and distances. Yeah, my problem here, though, is devolving into when Dak is back and they lose a game this way, is that going to be let's go back to what we did before with Dak? I, like I, and well, this what is, you did but, before gives you no chance. Well, Do you see, did you see what that looked I know, like against the Bucks? I know that but, gives you no chance. But whose influence am I worried about here? The owners. That's who I'm worried about. Well, do you want to win or do you want to do you want to sell tickets? I I I don't know. Chris, I, they've been that, asking that question for 25 years. You no, know, but that but here's my point though. If this is an identity that can work for you, that complements the strength of your team, then why wouldn't you lean into it? That part of it doesn't make any sense. 
And so that's what I worry about about the Cowboys moving forward. Like they, They've got to make sure that, based on what we've seen the last two weeks, that they understand who they have to be in order to have success, and that doesn't revolve around Dak Prescott. Not as much as his $40 million a year salary would suggest. Now, I do think it's going to come a time in this season where he's going to have a game where he's got to make a half a dozen throws that are special. And when that comes up, you know he has the capability of being able to do that. But let's not make that an every week occurrence. And I think that is the tendency that Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys tend to fall into when they have Dak Prescott on the field. Well, here's Jerry on 105.3 The Fan on Cooper Rush's performance. He's uh, certainly uh, playing as well as anybody could have expected. And uh, I'm real impressed with his protection. I'm very impressed with the running game that he's working behind. Uh, All of those things, he would be the first to tell you, uh, make his job uh, uh, that or his uh, uh, good play attainable. But I don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, There's no question uh, he understands this offense. He uh, has got the makeup uh, for a top uh, top quarterback, and I underline the word makeup for a top quarterback. Uh, okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You know what? Let me gather my thoughts. Yeah, I was about to Let, say. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. We are going to go hard after what was just said. Yeah, we got to get this on the other side. We got to get to this on the other side. We got to get to this on. We're going to have to shuffle our show like the Cowboys have shuffled their offensive line. We got to get to this on the other side. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Get on the lines right now about the Cowboys, about Dak, about Cooper Rush, and about everything you just heard. You'll hear it again in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin. First and goal. Play clock near one. Corner of the end zone. Lamb. One-handed try. He got it. Touchdown, Lamb. What a catch. What a throw. And the Cowboys back on top. I tell you what, it's awesome to have Buck and Aikman on Monday Night Football. Yeah. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, what else was awesome. That that catch by CeeDee Lamb. Was outstanding. Now well, he needed he needed to make up for it exactly. because the one he dropped in the first half oh. it doesn't get much easier than that. And it was it was in that moment, Carlin, where I'm sitting there wondering, 
Did the Cowboys do the right thing by trading away Amari Cooper? Because yeah. I'm not quite sure that C.D. Lamb could be a number one wide receiver. Number one wide receivers don't drop that pass. No, and it just seems like he always has those mental lapses, man. But he'll come up with those plays like we saw late in the second half, that one-handed touchdown grab. There ain't a whole lot of receivers that can make that play, boss. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus were presented by Progressive Insurance, also on your smart speaker. So before the break, we played this clip from Jerry, and we're going to play it again. And it, I guess the word you would use would be triggered us just a little bit. This is Jerry Jones on Cooper Rush's play on 105.3 The Fan. He's uh, certainly uh, playing as well as anybody could have expected. And uh, I'm real impressed with his protection. I'm very impressed with the running game that he's working behind. Uh, all of those things, he would be the first to tell you, uh, make his job uh, uh, that or his uh, uh, good play attainable. But I don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, there's no question uh, he understands this offense. He uh, has got the makeup uh, for a top uh, top quarterback, and I underline the word makeup for a top quarterback. A few things. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Because I feel like there's some shade coming from you right now. So go ahead and say it. Jerry, get away from the microphone. Just just shut up. Why are you saying that when you know that he would never do that? Well, let, As let's painful just, as it is to listen just to him at the microphone again, he's not going to shut up. Num- number one, Jerry ain't worried about anybody's feelings with that clip. He's not worried about no, Cooper Rush's he's feelings. Show, he's, not, <laughs> he's not at all. He's not a feelings guy. <laughs> so let's let's discuss this, right? First thing is, he's playing as well as anybody could have expected. Th- these are all your your backdoor compliments, right? Yes, that's exactly what they are. Be taken all as. the the backdoor compliments from Jerry, right there. Playing as well as anybody could have expected. Uh, I'm really impressed with the run game. I'm really impressed with his protection, the offensive line. Uh, he'd be the first to tell you that those things have allowed him to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm really impressed with his makeup. And I emphasize his makeup. Not his abilities, his makeup. Jerry is not worried about Cooper Rush. Here's the thing, Chris, and I am I am diving deep. This is me putting Jerry on the couch as a psychologist right now, mm. myself. I hear these comments, and I hear him thinking about the fact that he is paying another quarterback $40 million a year that he never wanted to pay $40 million a year, Mm -hmm. who is sitting on the sideline. And this guy, who Jerry is telling you is exceptionally limited, is actually doing the job for the moment. I hear... And maybe I'm on my own here, okay? I hear resentment in this man's voice. So you feel like Jerry Jones is lamenting the fact that he actually paid Dak Prescott $40 million a year where you felt like he could get production at the position for a fraction of the cost. Well, no, I I think he's resentful of the fact that Cooper Rush is actually playing okay. I think he's resentful. So you'd rather Cooper Rush not play well? No, no, no. I, I, I think he is thinking about the money that he is laying out and the lack of results that they have gotten over the years, and they are navigating their way through this right now, 
without their guy. Well, let's be so, clear about this, though, and I want to stop you right he, there. He's showing you how limited, he's saying all of, he's talking about how limited Cooper Rush is in so many different ways in trying to compliment him that he can't just come out and saying, yes, Cooper is playing great. No, he's playing as well as could be expected. Boy, his run game's been amazing. Man, the protection has been top-notch. I tell you, he'd be the first one to tell you that. And his makeup, boy, and, and I emphasize makeup, is that of a top-flight starter. Yeah, when he says his makeup is that of a top-flight starter, meaning he's not our our starter, but he's a guy that can start in the National and Football League based on the way that he's played when he's oh, gotten opportunities. No, I thought he's saying his makeup, his mind is great, but, man, he's exceptionally limited physically with what he can do. Well, let me say it this way. He's the backup for a reason, right? Because yes. he's not as talented as Dak Prescott is. But if that's the case, if that's, in fact, what Jerry Jones is doing with these comments – Here's the miss from Jerry Jones. You're not paying Dak Prescott $40 million a year to rack up regular season wins. What you're paying Dak Prescott for is success once we get to the postseason because that's when quarterback play matters the most. Now you got to get there, and Cooper Rush being able to stand in for Dak and help your team win games is going to be a big part of the story this season. But ultimately, in order for the Cowboys to get to where they're going to go or where they want to go, it's going to have to be Dak Prescott. So it really is unnecessary and in a lot of ways counterproductive for for Jerry Jones to downplay anything that Cooper Rush is doing. Well, that's exactly what he just did in that comment. And at the same time... And he would be wrong. Yeah. And, And at the same time, he is... What you're just talking about, Dak's getting paid to do all that. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. No question. Uh, He understands this offense. He uh, has got the makeup uh, for a top top quarterback. And I underline the word makeup for a top quarterback. He's got the mental makeup. Yeah. Just not the physical attributes. Exactly. Yeah. This guy is exceptionally limited in what he's doing. Well, I heard that about Tom Brady, too. Yeah. And And I'm not saying Cooper Rush is Tom Brady, but it's not all about the physical attributes. Sometimes it's about the mental toughness and understanding Why? how to operate the offense and do the job. What What are you hearing when you hear Jerry talk like this? I hear Jerry trying to walk back what he said last week about the quarterback controversy. That's what I hear. I hear so now we're worried to... about Dak's feelings. Yes, now we're worried about Dak's feelings. Where before we were worried about building Cooper Rush up and making sure he was confident enough to steady the ship until Dak got back. Now that that doesn't seem like it's a problem because we've seen Cooper Rush do it not once, but twice, and if you want to go back to last season, three times, now i got to make sure that the guy I'm paying $40 million a year knows that he's still my guy. So when you say feelings don't matter, when I listen to the owner's comments, they seem like they're at the forefront of his mind when it comes to trying to navigate this situation, this dynamic that they now have with their injured starter in their filling backup. Am I wrong to say that it feels like Jerry is resentful of the amount of money that he is giving Dak Prescott versus what the return has been? I don't know. Maybe we should ask our listeners. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. That is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Where are the Cowboys better off here, and what is the owner saying when you hear him say that? Is he saying that Cooper Rush is limited and we need our guy back ASAP trying to walk back what he said last week? Or is there a bigger picture here where... He's actually, and I'm going deep, I'll admit that. 
I'll admit that completely here, okay? But honestly, I think that he is not happy that he has had to pay Dak Prescott the amount of money that he has and has gotten the lack of a return that he has. And now he has to make sure that Dak's feelings aren't hurt. Wow. Wow. First, we're worried about Cooper Rush's feelings. Then we're worried about Dak Prescott's feelings. Maybe maybe we should have group therapy. And I'm not, listen, I'm not that guy. I go to therapy. Like, I, I know how much it works. I get that. So I'm not making fun of the fact that, you know, feelings are involved here. But it's the one thing I always hear about football, Chris, is it's a business. It's a business. And when guys get cut, they get. It's a business. And when guy and when they get their money and, and people criticize them for getting as much money as they can, no, no, no. It's a business on my end. So that's why, like, the feelings part of it is a little bit on the, the funny side to me right now with all this. I hear you. But it is a business. You got to worry about people's emotions in business sometimes. Shouldn't be one of those things that you have to consider. But with this particular industry, you just have to. We got to get your take on this Cowboys quarterback situation. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, it's Tuesday, which means we got to find out who's number one. Are the Cowboys number one? (laughs) Canty's got his list. And he's going to tell you who's number one in just moments after he has this from our good friends at FanDuel. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, you heard me. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN-INDIANA. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and White of 467369 in New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin. Cooper Rush is going to join Roger Staubach and Jason Garrett as the only Cowboy quarterbacks in history to win their first three starts. You want to get off in the division on the right foot. You know, this is kind of what we want to do. We want to come in here. You know, the division game is what it's about. Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Got to hear from you on this Cowboys quarterback situation. Yeah, we do. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go. Ali in uh, Jersey is up next on ESPN Radio. Ali, what's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas? I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Just a quick question. I kind of agree with Canty as far as how Jerry Jones had to handle that. But my question is this. If Dak isn't as mobile as he used to be, I mean, I don't see how much better he is than Cooper Rush. I mean, as far as arm talent and arm strength, I see him as both kind of being on the same par. So I'm just wondering from you guys, is it just me? But if you take away Dak's mobility, you kind of bring him back to the average mean of the quarterbacks. No, I don't think that's fair. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I think Dak's got a better arm than Cooper Rush does. Yeah, he's got a better arm, but right now there are concerns about him being able to grip the football with that thumb and being able to feel it. If he can't feel it, Carlin, I don't know how effective a passer he's going to be, which is why you want to give him as much time as you possibly can before he comes back. The more time that you can give Dak Prescott to get healthy, the better off you're going to be. And you only get that time if Cooper Rush continues to play well. That's my thing, though. Before the game last night, it was it was Dak who told Lisa Salters, I wouldn't rule out next week. I don't give a damn what Dak is saying. Yeah. Dak, 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 I understand athletes know their body better than anybody else. But athletes are not doctors. And there has to be a certain feel that you have the ability to grip the football in order to be an effective passer. And Dak, it's hard to imagine that Dak would already be back to that point where you would say, this is how he was coming into the season. He's not there. And if he's not, then go ahead and give Cooper Rush more opportunities. Eric's in Iowa next on ESPN Radio. Eric, what's up, buddy? What's good, fellas? Good afternoon. I'm good. Um, So... I agree with both of your stances on this. Uh, what I think Jerry is doing, he's actually he's putting Cooper Rush up on a pedestal so he can trade him. I'm not even convinced that's the case right now because I what what I just heard was not putting him on a pedestal. Yeah, well, here's the other thing. I'm not trading Cooper Rush when my quarterback has had to miss multiple games already this season. And, and when he's got a, a history yeah, of Co- Cooper too. Rush is my insurance policy against Dak potentially re-injuring that thumb or something else going on. Here's what the Cowboys have learned. They have a very, very good backup quarterback. That's it. And that, that's it. Why does it need to be anything more than that, though? It, it doesn't. But here's the other thing I think that they can take away from these two stars from Cooper Rush. The identity that this offense has formed which is being a run-first outfit, putting multiple tight ends on the field, being able to lead with that to set up play action. This is what I worry about, though. When I hear Jerry talk about Cooper that way and outline just in a compliment how limited he is, that if they come back and play that way, that if things don't go well in one game, Jerry's influence is going to seep in. We're paying this guy. We're paying this guy. I'm paying him $40 million a year. Go win a game. Let's get back to what he does. 
That's what I worry about. Well, you can worry about it, but getting back to what they did last year, there's no guarantee that that's going to win you games. So I, I mean, agree. Do you want Do you want to win or do you want to lose? Trying to lean into the identity and the strength of this team, which is the defense and the run game, or do you want to lose doing something that the rest of the roster isn't as proficient at? See, that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. So that that's that's the choice that Jerry Jones has, and hopefully he does the right thing. Jude's in Pennsylvania. Jude, you're next on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Hey, uh, you guys were first kind of saying that you didn't feel Jerry was talking in feelings, but then you kind of went and started thinking about his feelings. But my thought was that uh, it, maybe he sees Cooper Rush as going to hit the market soon, and I don't want to pay him either. I, I don't think that's it. No. I don't think that's it. I think Chris is 100% right. That had more to do with Dak's feelings. I can't play this guy up too much when I said last week that there could be a quarterback controversy, and I realized the other guy might be a little bit bummed out. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We're going to continue with you on this because you continue to pound the phone lines on it, and we want to get more into it. Your feelings, keep them coming. Your feelings, ironic I said that. Yeah, we want to get their feelings on Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones trying to protect his starters' feelings. Are they better than we gave them credit for when Dak first got hurt? It's next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Let's continue with you on the phone lines. Let's hit up uh, our buddy. You know what? George down in Georgia has been waiting a bit. Well, not, not all that long. George, what's up, buddy? Well, that game last night, I'm not going to give uh, the Dallas Cowboys any credit because from what I saw of the head coach of the New York Giants, he got Jones as quarterback. He got Saquon Barkley as a running back. You're going up against a young defensive end who has proven he can rush the hell out of the quarterback but nobody knows whether or not he can play pass defense. I mean, run defense. What I do, if I'm any team, but especially if I got a running back like Barkley, what I do is I line up, put two, each tight end, two tight end, one in each slot, whatever side that Parsons lines up on. Well, what's I'm the point here? That other, well, my, my point is line up two tight ends against Parsons, and run, run, run. See whether or not he can play the run and and make him so tired that he don't have the energy to rush a quarterback in the fourth quarter. Look, I, I don't think that running at Micah Parsons is what the Giants did wrong last night by not running at him. I, I don't understand his point because yeah. the Giants did run the football yesterday. 
I mean, quarterback scrambles were a big part of it, but Saquon Barkley had 14 carries for 81 yards, including a 36-yard touchdown. Yeah. So what's the point? It's not like the Dallas Cowboys' run defense didn't get tested last night against the New York Giants. The Giants tried that, but the reality is that you got to be able to do more than just run the football. You have to have balance on the offensive side, and that's what the Cowboys were able to establish, and the New York Giants couldn't. Now what I'll say is this. The one thing the Giants did at one point two years ago, which they haven't done nearly as much, they could run a little more zone read with the quarterback because Daniel Jones can run a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you he's Josh Allen. He's not. But, Chris, I mean, he's got some athletic ability where you could do that so they at least have to respect it. No, and he made Michael Parsons miss on a quarterback scramble right up the middle in the second half of that game. It's not like Daniel Jones didn't run last night. I mean, Carl, I'm talking even, about design, too. But, but he, I, and I get what you're saying, but even with zone read, you can't ask Daniel Jones to give you more productivity in the run game than he gave you last night. The issue was the Giants wide receivers not coming to the party. Canty and Carlin. We keep it rolling. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Are the Cowboys better than we gave them credit for when Dak first got hurt, when people like me were saying, season's over? Maybe they are better than we gave them credit for. Let's hit Roland up next in South Carolina on ESPN Radio. Roland, what do you got for us this afternoon? Yeah, I think the Cowboys are better than uh, people gave them credit for. Um, I called in originally about the question of uh, Dak versus uh, Cooper. I think that Cooper Rush is just a guy that's been in the system for five years and is a uh, pocket quarterback. I think that if Dak does anything, he can take notes and stop playing hero ball and trying to make plays and just manage the game like Cooper and then use his athleticism when need be. And I think that's going to probably be the best formula is just take notes from what Cooper's doing. Like, he's managing the game. He's not losing the game. Dak, just do what he's doing. And when you need to be Dak and be Superman, then go do that. But here's the problem with that, though. I, I think we're unfairly criticizing Dak Prescott because Kellen Moore is asking Dak Prescott to do something different than what he's asking Cooper Rush to do. Yeah. And the point that everybody is making is, why don't you structure the offense more like what it's been since Cooper Rush has taken over rather than relying on Dak Prescott to be special on every single snap and on every single throw? Give him more margin for error by leaning on that offensive line in that running game, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Put multiple tight ends on the field. That's something that you've had success with the last couple of weeks. And that way you can protect your offensive line and protect your quarterback. Because let's, let's be reminded of why the Dallas Cowboys are in this situation. Dak Prescott got beat up a little bit in that first game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And so if you want to try to yeah. keep Dak Prescott upright, then you have to feature more of the running game. You have to have more balance. You have to rely on play action to get your shot plays downfield rather than just shotgun and straight dropbacks. And I think that's where the Dallas Cowboys can learn something based on how the first month of the season has unfolded. I'm just at the point here. Where, yeah, they are better than I gave them credit for, but I'm not sure how much. Because I, I, Chris, let's call it what it was. That's a Giants team that was two and zero coming in, but it's not. It wasn't a legit two and zero team. You know, I mean, meaning that they're they're not a they're not a really good team. They're not a playoff team this year. They might be a team that wins six games, maybe seven. Yeah, but that's it. 
Yeah. Like, the, 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 they didn't come around last night and take out world beaters by any stretch. That was not an amazing road win. It was a good win That's with, a, your, oh, with your backup quarterback. Oh, oh. I will admit to you. That was actually not even a road I, I, win, if I will, we're being honest. I, I will admit to you that we still have a lot of questions about this Cowboys team, and we don't know what the ceiling for them can be. Yeah. But to understate how important it is to get a road win in the division, I think that's that's okay. that, that's that's I, I don't know. Okay, I, but that, I, that, I'd doesn't, say that, does, that doesn't feel like it's it's an accurate portrayal of what that team came in here and did last night. Well, okay, but it wasn't a road game. There there were a, Chris, you know as well as I do. There were a ton of Cowboy fans in that building. There were a ton. There why are you putting your head in your hands cuz you know I'm right. You know I'm right. because Listen, I'll just give you a little bit of background. I've, play, I've played in those games, though, Carlin. That's what I'm saying. It's still yeah. a hostile environment for a Dallas Cowboys team, even though you got some of your fans in the stadium. But the it's, problem, still, it's still a road environment. Uh, but on a Monday night, this is where the problem is, just based in this area. Okay. okay. In the tri-state area, giant fans have traditionally not loved going to Monday night games unless, like, somebody's getting honored or it's a big night. And a lot of times, though, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds here. Okay, because we're going inside baseball right now. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> there were a lot of Cowboy fans in the building because those are easy tickets to sell. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. And you can make a lot of money. Well, on. here's the thing. The Giants, we didn't think they were as good as their record said they were at 2-0. and We still got questions about them. They still got a lot of warts. Yeah. We still got questions about the Dallas Cowboys, but that doesn't that doesn't overrule the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have the potential to be better than what we thought they were coming off of week one when we also anticipated that their quarterback would be out for the next month to the month and a half. So yeah. I think this is a situation now where they are a viable playoff team in the NFC. Now, how far they can take that? Can they be a playoff team? Can they qualify for the postseason? We'll have to wait and see. But I do think the identity of this team has changed over the last couple of weeks, and they need to stay with this formula as opposed to reverting back to what we saw in week one against the Tampa Bay Bucks, especially with the, what the Cowboys' offense is doing. John is up next in Louisiana. John, you're on ESPN Radio. Yippee-ki-yay, mofos. Actually, I'm in L.A., Los Angeles, not Louisiana. But, oh, okay. Um, I just want... I just wanted to say that, honestly, I feel like uh, Cooper Rush has seen the field better than Dak. Dak, his first year was amazing. But since then, it's almost like he's more of a rookie now than he was his rookie year. He does not progress through his progressions. He he seems to lock on too much. And I think that's what's holding them back when he plays. Can I say this? They're not giving Cooper Rush a whole lot to look at. So when you say he's seeing the field better than Dak, He's only looking at two two routes out there in 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 the. He's only looking at two route combinations. Yeah. In in the passing pad, like in the pattern, there are only two receivers, maybe three going out. Okay, so it's not like he has a lot of lot of reads to go through in the progression. Whereas with Dak Prescott, they, they have the entire playbook open. They expect him to go from one to two to the backside of the formation, three to four, and if none of that's there, then check it down. Like they're asking Dak to do more based on how the offense is being called. 
Like, you're, you're talking about 11 personnel having three receivers and one tight end out there. It's a much different passing game than having multiple tight ends on the field at the same okay, time. Okay, my problem here, though, is I, I, I know that they – I agree with you that they should stay with what's working right now when Dak comes back. I fear that the owner, given what he's paying Dak, is not going to be happy about that. Is going to be, no – I'm paying them. Let's go get our money's worth. Who cares if you're winning, though? I, I agree. I, 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 I'm I don't saying know. the first time that they lose a game, that's what he's reacting. Well, here's the thing. Mike McCarthy, if they don't get to the championship rounds this year, is going to get fired anyway. So if you're the head coach, then go down your way with the formula that you think gives you an opportunity for more success. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin are Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.